2: Thank you Dave Herpes Levinson <laughs> That's not
0: fair <laughs> <laughs> Dave is well, every No
2: <laughs> He asked for it
0: <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's It's radio We have good faces for radio Okay, let's, let's just keep it like that
2: Cliffcentral.com It is Friday morning Sex Talk with John T. and Tamar And my good friend Charles Heyman Charles, good morning
1: Hey, how's it John T. It's not really to
2: cool here. to be with you this morning Unradio, unscripted, and I have no doubt this morning is most definitely uncensored Unclothed. Un- well, it could happen, you know. You never know. You never know. You never know. We might have to celebrate because we're back in the big studio mm. where we started this journey this nearly is a really three years ago. It's nearly three years. Well done, John okay, T. Every Friday we have sat here and spoken about sex and pleasure and <gasps> all sorts of wonderful things. And yeah. It's so cool. Very. It really is. So let's do this Because I really like this word Ah, we have to just get Kind of organized here Where is it? New equipment There we go It's been a while since mm. we've been here Why isn't it playing? I knew but It's, it's a d- new new studio Today's dirty dictionary word is Peenicorn <laughs>
1: Dirty
2: Dictionary word Peenicorn Any idea what a peenicorn is?
1: I'm just thinking about this I have a reasonably good vocabulary usually yes. And I have absolutely no idea
2: So take a guess at what a peenicorn is It's a teeny weeny weeny penis of
0: unicorns No?
2: No okay.
0: yeah, You're kind of
2: you're in the
0: okay.
1: realm But only half
0: Okay uh, <laughs> Half of teeny weeny penis of unicorn
1: Yeah I would have thought it'd be a, a I don't know a, a brand of milly that is specifically shaped like a
2: penis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mili. that's a little bit too literal. You've mm. got to be a little bit more. Penicorn. A little bit more. Um, penis of a horse. Penis of a horse. Yeah, penis, yeah, penicorn. There's a connection with okay. penis of a horse, mm. like in size terms. You size them. terms. So, message us on. WhatsApp zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. Remember, it's not private. Tell Everybody us what can see you it. think a peony corn <laughs> is. Anything else you want to share with us this morning? WhatsApp zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. We are on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Sex Talk underscore Cliff C at Sensual Guide at what's your Aeros Twitter Live. handle? Charles. Charles Heyman Charles Hayman. H e i m a n. One word. One word. So, tell us what you think about Wait, erotica, photo erotic look. photography. That was really, yeah. that was, you could, you, really could you could do a really good blowjob. You could do a peony blowjob. Go job. for it. So, that's kind of the God, I was going to tweet accurate. it just now. Okay. Very good. So, I think Hold next then. time we do a show on oral sex, you have to come and see if you can blowjob yeah, a mic.
0: very loose jaws. Very yeah, loose. How do you do it?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. It's <laughs> like...
0: You it's know, a gift. That, what can you say? It's a gift.
1: It's a, uh, yeah, I, my mom taught me on Superchomp. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's kind of an interesting thing. If you could dislocate your jaw at will, could you give a better job? <laughs> I'm
0: waiting to be 90 with no teeth. I'm just, I'm like, honey, we're going to have so uh, much fun.
2: This is... Th- can I say this? It's in the <laughs> realm of Levinson's
0: show. But you know, what, John T? in in fifty years' time or whatever, you know, when I'm going to be ninety, mm-hmm. they're going to have such techniques of virtual reality. All all you will need is my mouth with no teeth. I would look like Cindy Crawford, you know. I would look beautiful mm-hmm. in the virtual reality. I'll be thirty again, yeah. and I'll have no teeth. And so
2: it's amazing. Would you uh, want to be thirty again? No.
0: But I would like to not look 19. <laughs> that's a good start. Okay. Maybe I can stop at 55, 60.
2: Mm. I wouldn't want to be 30 again. Would you want to be 30 again?
1: Yes, please. Yes, I please. No, I think I would. Eh? No, I but but, but with, with, with my current knowledge set.
0: That's not possible. Yeah, that's... The you can't. That's cheating. See, that's
2: the problem.
0: But you know, John d since I met you, and it's not to compliment you, it's just the reality. Since I met you and I started my journey... I'm actually okay If I had to take a time machine I would go there But I won't go before that
2: hmm. Well I have to tell you I'm 52
0: You don't and, look like
2: And I'm having The best sex That I've ever had In my life Bar none Not I'm only having, with yourself Not only with myself No, at all No So shall I? The best sex I've ever had in my life That's I amazing I am learning more about Sex and love and pleasure In the last couple of months Than I have In the last I don't know how many years
1: That's a true story
2: Yeah and That's amazing! It is the most incredible space to be in. It really mm. is.
0: Gives a and lot of a lot of understanding of what is really good sex is about. Knowing yourself, it's about yeah. the journey. It's about also and so much. Yeah, I think
1: the one thing that time brings a little bit uh, to most people is uh, you get over the fear the fear of failure that you have in your early twenties and thirties. Mm. And once you mm. get over the fear of failure, you're actually able to explore because you can only really. You can only really grow from a place of complete vulnerability. Um, so if you're able to take yourself out of your comfort zone and mm. not be so scared of what might happen.
0: Or my, what they might think, whoever there what, is there. Or, is or, there. or what,
1: what, whatever failure means to, to somebody in any yeah. situation, then you can grow from that space. But you can't grow once you, you know, if you're holding on to your comfort zone, if you're yeah. holding on to that. Uh, so
2: I'll tell well, you then, what the key is. The key is the heart. Mm. It's being open and it's being vulnerable and it's being willing to connect. So we have had the most incredible pleasure experiences that you start out with a certain idea of, of sexual technique. So that's where a lot of people kind of come to a journey. They want to learn. They want to learn about the technique. They want to learn to be good. But the more that you get into the heart, the more it just takes you to these incredible places of pleasure and you end up doing things with your body that afterwards you think about and you say okay, so one of the workshops that that I teach called the Art of Fucking and it simply says that there is a real art to sex, so for most people it's this little bit of friction that just kind of happens and that's all they do but when you really learn about the amazing sexual possibilities it starts to change so I look at some of the things that we've done and I say okay, so I could put this in this workshop But it's just another technique. And without the heart, it's just another technique. And that's all. The key is the heart. And when you open your heart, that's where it all happens. Hmm. Very, very simple. Will you?
0: It's not mine. Oh. It's yours. Oh, it's Mm -hmm. mine. Well. (laughs) It's your vibrator. You left it on. Absolutely. We said many, many times, just keep it in, tucked into your ass. Just. Let it vibrate. It absorbs all the movements, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, we need to do okay. that.
2: Okay. So let's go back to what we're supposed to be talking about this morning. Oh, before yeah. We before we get... Before we get carried away into the heart and, and,
0: and uh ass pleasure. Yeah. See, Shanti and I good.
2: often, we have this whole agenda of stuff that we want to talk about and these discussions we need to have. And we just get so distracted.
0: Well, I think you get like distracted like youngs, You know, you just go into sex all the time. But, yeah.
2: Well, I... You can't believe the amount of sex that we are having. That is amazing. We would put 20 year olds to shame. I'm, um,
0: I, I actually we believe do. you and I know you do. I know. I like, I know. <laughs> I've seen it. I know. Okay. It's not like, you know, my camera above your bed is, I'll remove it, but
2: I really no, you know. I can leave it. There. I can we don't I leave don't mind. it. We don't mind. It and
0: doesn't bother sp- us. But you know, looking at you and your partner, John, t- really brings the sentence, you connect. You truly have a vulnerable space oh. between you. You truly touch raw. You touch raw. Anyway, let's go to getting undressed in front of a photographer. <laughs> How did you
2: start taking right of pictures?
0: What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck did you do?
1: <laughs>
0: Why did you do that? It says on your business card, corporate photography and stuff. What happened there? Did they drink too much?
1: Um, yeah, you know it's a, it, i guess it's a matter of of mixing um two passions mm. one is obviously a passion for photography or a creative side and a passion for human form um and i think it goes beyond human form as well it's really i think erotica in a sense is 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 almost like a um a timestamp of of popular culture in a in, in a community at any given point in time um and it, it kind of shows the morality of the culture. It shows the, the acceptability of, of sensuality and eroticism in the culture at any given time. Um, so, I mean, I've, t- I've been a photographer since I was at school, which is like I started in 1975. I got my first camera. I mean, most people that are listening probably weren't even around then. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, it was purely a hobby for quite a long time. Mm. Um, I pursued a career in IT for many years and then. Um, at some point in time I decided to try and make a living out of it so I went full time uh, in the photography side um, and at that point I then obviously had the resources to try and follow some of my passion as well so yes I have been you're right I've been doing corporate stuff I've been yeah. teaching photography I've been running workshops and classes for for quite a long time um, ran, you know obviously doing social events and corporate work sure. and portraiture and, and, and product photography, all those sort I'm of sure things in general. it made people also trust you stuff. you know but to keep my passion alive Unfortunately, the one thing that really kills your passion for photography is taking it from amateur to professional. Yeah. But as soon as you do that…
0: Every day is the same.
1: Well, well not, it's not only about being the same because every day is quite different, but your, your um, sole focus goes away from being creative and true. goes towards fulfilling a, a corporate brief. Yeah, And as soon as your client is telling you what they want, then your objective becomes giving them what they want mm. rather than keep creating something that you think is phenomenal or, yeah. or brilliant. Yeah. So it, the way to kill your, your, creative, your creativity as a photographer is go professional because suddenly the whole role of what Almost you do changes. Almost in every profession. Yeah. So but let's… So yeah. to, 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 to fulfill my passion and to keep my, yeah. my creative side going, um, I started pursuing avenues of, of, of erotic photography. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and art, which is art. Well, yeah. it can be art. I think in some cases it can be art. Mm. Um, not, not in all cases. Okay. So let's go back a step
2: and let's look at the word erotic because it's a fascinating word. Yes, it is. What are the elements? What makes something Erotic.
1: It's a pro- it's a, it's an intellectual process. It's mm-hmm. not a physical process. Uh-huh. It's a, a process of how you think about how you perceive something. Um, so a body could just be a body or a body could be an, a, a sexual element or mm-hmm. a body could be a medical element. It's how you see that body. It's how you, how you perceive it. So to me, eros is the thought process and the fantasy process that happens behind sexuality and sensuality. Um, it's very much part of the same thing, but it is divided from that. It's, it's a non-physical process, eros, that has a physical outlet. Whereas sexuality itself is a physical process that has a non-physical outlet in a way.
2: Mm. Okay. So for, yeah, I, I really get that. Cause for me, the prime element of something that's erotic or eroticism is a very personal connection to that it's a very mm. personal connection it's a connection. very sensual connection so whether it's a smell whether it's a taste whether it's a a vision right and an image it touches something inside of you as, yes as as like as it put that as a juxtaposition to porn which is about the constant repetition of something mm-hmm. that has no personal connection.
1: Right. So to me, that that whole thing about eroticism is is what turns me on. What gets mm. me going. What do I notice about a certain scene or about a certain uh, you know uh, uh, an actor scene, a group of people, uh, uh, whatever mm. in the space that I'm in. Uh, what is it that draws me into the focus? Where do I want to show? And I want to show people what my thing, my thinking is, my feeling is, mm. etc. And obviously, you want to. Um, instill an emotional response from f- photographs. That's usually what it's about is to, as a photographer, if you get an emotional response from somebody that looks at your pictures and goes, oh my God, that's wonderful, or oh, is that me, or yeah. oh, I didn't think I looked like that, or I didn't think I could look like that, or you know, oh my God, is that my lover, is that you know, that, those are the kind of so things that kind of...
2: So it needs any kind of response, and we yeah. don't put that as a negative or a positive. There's no judgment. If it touches something inside, mm. then you've I, expressed that?
1: Yes, I think, I think emotion, you know, the opposite the of, opposite of loving something is not hating it. Hate and love are very closely related oh. emotions. They're at mm-hmm. the top of the emotional cycle, if you want. The opposite of that is indifference. Oh. The opposite of love is indifference, and the opposite of hate is also indifference. Mm. Um, so what you don't want, obviously there's no... Not everybody's going to love every picture you take. Yeah. Okay. Not every picture that you take is going to uh, uh, um, instill an emotional response in somebody. And often the things that instill an emotional response in me don't instill the same response in others and mm-hmm. vice versa. I take some pictures that I don't think are particularly um, out there or unusual or wonderful in any way. And people go, oh, my it's God, amazing. that's why I'm, it's amazing. Or mm. it's horrible. Or, okay. it's, oh, my God, how can, how can you focus – you know, that or that. I get more amazing than horrible, to be honest, but – you 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 know there are people that look at this stuff that I take and, uh, and are completely shocked because mm. their moral standards don't fit into okay. the, the stuff I do. I have a personal line. I don't do pornography, but I do do erotica, kink. Yeah. So what's what's
2: the line? What do, what def, what's where? How do you define porn as opposed to erotica, for example?
1: erotica to me has to have an element of the unknown an element that's left to the the viewer to interpret and to Mm. and to create around um porn is 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 very explicit there's nothing left to the imagination at all it's what you see is what you get Mm. um it's usually what you see is not really what you get because it's it's the show yeah um whereas erotica Is very suggestive. It's it's very suggestive. You Mm. lead the, you lead the viewer into a point where you lead them thinking what is underneath that slip of panty or what is underneath, you know, what is happening just off the frame or, you know. So can erotica be explicit? Erotica can be explicit. It can be explicit. Mm. Absolutely. Um, but there is a, there is a difference between erotica and porn. Yes. Even explicit erotica. Yes. And porn
2: Yeah, so for, for me it's the context that defines it
1: Can you see a context
0: in a photo?
2: You yes, can you because you can see the feeling mm. So I think that comes through very clearly Okay. So what's the context? Is the context the, For me the context of erotica is that it touches something inside Whereas porn doesn't necessarily do that I hear you. So porn is based purely on a physical arousal, yes, whereas porn, erotic porn has is, an emotional connection. Porn is mm. essentially
1: an unfulfilling process. Yes, it, it leaves it, it, it. leaves the the user with um an emptiness in a way. It's yes, a physical a, a physical thing true. purely. Where true, I call it soul resetting. Sex is is it, very not that. It's a, hmm. it's quoting it's, on you on that. Um it 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 it's a very fulfilling experience and so people that are um generally engulfed in the porn industry because they're not having true fulfillment mm. will want more and more and more of the same thing to try and get some level of satisfaction out of it. But truly um you know this yourself, don't you? Truly soul resetting sex mm. is not something that you need to repeat three times a day. No. You need to repeat it maybe once every couple of days every couple of weeks every couple of whatever it takes for you as an individual everyone's different but if you really have that deep fulfillment out of that process um, then it's not something you need to continually Mm. so it's not a need it's not it's a porn becomes almost like a need well it fills it 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 tries to fill a void um, but it's the wrong path to filling that void Mm. in my opinion And I might, I mean, there are millions of people out there that, listen, the porn industry isn't isn't one guy spending 10 billion dollars a year.
2: (laughs) So, yeah. So for me, the erotic is much more that there's some emotional connection. To whatever that might be It evokes some emotion inside of me I don't know that porn actually Connects to anything emotional yes, Either,
1: either like, an emotional connection Or an intellectual connection Or mm. an intellectual question It could make you question yours, question Something that you took for granted For instance mm. um, You know you see, it, it's, you see something And you expect something And you actually what you see Is something other than what you expect It makes you question mm. It gives you a, a, a scope to engage With an image On a level that's mm. not purely This is what I'm seeing.
2: I really like that because one of the principles that we use so much in the workshops and the last retreat we did in Mozambique was so much about this was how we can use that sexual and erotic energy as a tool for inquiry.
1: Right. Yeah. And
2: there's even a workshop that where we use erotic writing as a tool for inquiry, but the image can be exactly the same thing for personal inquiry and inquiry in my relationship.
1: Sure. So maybe, maybe if you get back to my path into erotic yes. photography, it's, it's, it was really a, um, a, a need that I felt firstly to share the beauty that I, that I, that I was seeing in particular mm. situations and to try and capture my, my, my my view of that eroticism in a way um, but it's a very it's a very personal thing it's a very as you say eros is something different to to everybody
2: and it changes over time as and we grow and change
1: it evolves it definitely hmm. evolves there's no doubt the way i think about sensuality sexuality erotica etc kink, fetish, all of those things, the way I think about them now as a 56-year-old man is very, very different to how I thought about them five years ago mm. and incredibly different to how I thought about, you're talking about 30s. So I mean, I had a very different view of, of everything when I was 30, a very different worldview, for, for
2: sure. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I look at that. I look at things that used to turn me on or, or that I would find arousing, and now they have absolutely no impact, no connection, not even kind of a curiosity about Looking or watching some of Mm. these things Or reading some of them And it's like there's just nothing. But it's life there.
0: cycles. There's a, you know, there's yeah. a time to be, you know, a teenager has his own hormones, mm. neurotransmitters running in his head. He needs, there's a certain biological cause, you know, when you're 20, 30, yeah. 40. The problem is
2: too many people get trapped in their patterns yeah. and they don't expand that That's sure. true.
1: And, and, and they get caught in fantasy. fantasy. I think a lot of people get caught mm. in fantasy and never really get to the point where they are able to live through those fantasies mm. so they don't replace them with other fantasies. Um, I found that, uh, you know, in, in my own experience anyways when you have a particular fantasy and you get to the point where you're... Um, I've been very lucky. I've been through... i most of my fantasies or lived mm. through most of my fantasies. They become realities and they change completely. So you then need to replace them with other fantasies. Mm. And, and so the process of evolution kind of happens. Yeah.
2: How did you go from the erotic to the kink? What was that
1: journey? I suppose, you know...
2: Was the kink always there for you?
1: What is kink? Define what? kink. Define eros. Um, I think there's many different flavors of, of kink as there are people mm. in the world. Everybody, Everybody's own okay. eros is their own flavor of kink. Mm. And things that are acceptable to some people are completely disgusting to others and vice mm. versa. Um, I had my own flavor of, of if you want, perverted uh, reality that I wanted to explore. Um, I kind of went down that route uh, I, I got into the King thing and because I think um, I was taking at, at that listen today everyone's a photographer mm. everyone's got a, a, a camera in their hand or in their yeah. pocket at any given time everybody's got the opportunity to do these things and take great pictures Yeah, everybody is but when I started it it was less so um, and so uh, there was There was scope to kind of create images that people looked at and said, Oh, I want to also appear in images like that. So so
0: people just wanted to... express their perversion or they wanted to look cool in leather clothes? You
1: know, there are many different motivations for doing things, okay? You can never really tell what an individual's motivation is, Mm. but in some cases, the motivation would be um, to create a a present that they could give to their lover or their partner, something Mm. they could put on the wall of their bedroom or a photo book that they could present to their lover on occasion of their anniversary Mm. or so a photo birthday, shoot is a photo shoot is a
0: photo shoot. In the end of the day, you want to give it as a card. You well, want to.
1: well, it could be it could be. There's often now this is a, this is really an interesting thing. There's often a fine line between um, between being involved in a process, okay, and capturing the process. Uh, and erotic photography doesn't necessarily mean you're involved in the, in, in the eros that's going down in yeah. front of you. Sometimes you're capturing other people doing that. Sometimes you're involved in a situation which is erotically charged and which is, has images that you just really want to capture. So you'll stop and take a quick, oh, let me. Capture
0: the moment. Capture the yeah. moment.
1: Show the person that you were, say, hey, did you know that you looked like that in that particular yeah. moment? Um, but it's, it's really, it's different to everybody. And the thing is, it's totally accessible. So, there's no there's no issue. You don't have to have a specific photographer come in and take these pictures for you. You can take them yourself. But I must say, one thing up front is you really, really need to get a consensual agreement with mm. the people involved, okay, in terms of what is going to be taken, and – Secondly, what the distribution cycle of those images is going to be. Where are they going to appear? Yeah, you where know?
0: are
2: they going? Who's going yeah. to have them? and we've, we've done quite a few shows where we've spoken about those issues. Um, we've looked at it legally, morally, socially, what happens in our world today. And it's fascinating because simply the access of a cell phone has changed so much of what we do.
1: Listen, every teenager is an erotic photographer, okay? Yeah. Every kid that <laughs> sent a dick pic to his, to a chick that he that's wants to That's not erotic. Press, well, he's an erotic photographer, effectively. Yeah, Effectively, okay. yeah. he's okay.
0: more like a porn, uh, a photographer. photographer. Erotic yeah.
1: photographer, erotic well, that's that fine line again. But uh, it, the, the thing is, it's accessible to everybody and everybody's doing mm. it. Uh, I think it's one of those things that, uh, should be, we should be more, we should be more open about. We should just be, mm. be more, more accepting of. Okay. But also very, very, very aware of kind of the potential that that sort of thing has to alter the course of life for another person. Mm. You know, somebody that's a lawyer, for instance, doesn't want to suddenly wake up and fa- find pictures of them on f- or Facebook's mm. a bad example. Mm. So they don't really allow nudity there, but on social media, you don't want to wake up and find pictures of yourself that you didn't expect to be there and that True. kind of thing.
2: Yeah. So let's go back to your journey of getting into that world of of your understanding and your expression mm. of, of kink. What came first? Was it your personal exploration or was it the pictures or, or were they kind what of came really first, entwined? Dad. Yes what?
0: <laughs> that was the first thing that happened then there was light <laughs> and
1: then there was light and then uh, the heavens and the yeah. earth were created and yeah um, let's not
0: let's not play with our listeners minds too much like oh no I got, I got T,
1: to answer your question you know um, photography it's a bit like driving a car in a way there's a certain amount of technology that you need to understand there's a certain technical competence that you have to have uh, in order to drive a vehicle from point A to point B now when you first start driving if you can cast your mind back to when you first got a license um, it was all about which gear to be in, which pedal to mm. have in, where, you know, all of these sort of things, uh, the technicalities of driving. But there, there comes a time in that process, in that learning process, when it when it goes away, it, you stop worrying about the technicalities and you start worrying about more about the destination. Mm. Mm. Okay, so you'll get in the car and it'll be I want to be I want to go from here to there. What's my quickest way to get there? It's not about which gear mm. you're in and, and that kind of thing. And photography is very much the same thing. So you do need to have a certain set of fundamental skills and a certain understanding of the technology mm. and the usability of the technology to take it into the next level um for me I, i've been a, you know into photography for a very 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 long time i think um, I, I i don't really know what came first to be mm-hmm. honest i think it was a desire to capture the intense kind of passion that i felt for sexuality and sensuality um and then I got really interested in what other people found kinky, erotic, mm. exciting, different. Yeah. So I, I, I started going to some of the local kink parties and got known as uh, a guy that could take nice pictures and people would approach me and et cetera. So I kind of got, got going like that. But right in the beginning, it was really, really difficult to find people that were kind of comfortable taking their clothes off to let you take pictures of mm. them. So um, a, a, across the spectrum. Across the spectrum you know what? When you're starting out, you'll you'll take what you can get. Uh, yeah. So I I used to spend quite a lot of time trolling, for instance, dating sites, looking for pictures of people that I thought I could do better pictures of, mm. that would help sell them better. Um, I, I you know I, I I sort of put my my profile out on on a variety of different sites, as a erotic photographer looking for people, looking for subjects, not as somebody looking for a date, not as somebody <laughs> looking mm. to get laid. But as a for, uh, erotic important. photographer looking for, hmm. at, honesty is very important in the process, yeah. I really believe. It's a, the it's a most important part of the whole process, is what is your intention? Put mm. it out there. People that are interested in that intention can respond, and the people that don't like that don't have to.
0: That's something, Janti, I don't know if you remember one of your um, t- students um, that, never mind, I'm not going to mention things, but one of your students, um, he's a photographer as well, and he said that usually when he does erotic photo shoots or You know, things that has to do with, you know, journey and sensuality, king. So sometimes there's there's a a bond forming between the, you know, the subjects.
1: Very often that does happen.
0: And a lot of women came up to him and said, I'm actually so turned on because of, you know, that whole adrenaline rush and I'm exposed and I'm vulnerable in front of you. And he said he has to actually be extremely professional about it. I'm sure after you, you know, we all make mistakes. But
1: yes, it's a, it's 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 actually a, a decision I made a long time ago when I started doing this. Is that whilst I was in that process of of being the photographer, mm-hmm. I didn't want to cross the boundary of also being a participant, um, in order to keep it professional. Um, and I must say though, in the on the in the instances where. Um, you, uh, th- there are times where you get this connection with the person that you're yeah. shooting in a very intimate space, and you. And um, I would never ever make an advance or, or make the first move or whatever. But there are times when people have sort of taken Approach, that energy yeah. and and turned it around, and I must say those do lead for lead to some interesting encounters. They do
2: indeed. <laughs> I'm very familiar with that space yeah. in, for sure on a lot of levels, and it, it's a fascinating space to explore. In terms of the humanity of us as a spectator in that or as a yes. guide. And at some point, that changes. Yes. And if you're conscious in that, you learn an amazing amount. Sometimes through the mistakes that you make. Yes. Where you look at something afterwards and say, I could have done that differently. Yeah. No question of that. And mm-hmm. we expand ourselves. Yeah. In that, and more and more, uh, speaking purely for myself, our intention in that becomes clearer.
1: Yeah, my, my, my kind of outset has always been to be almost removed from the thing and, 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 mm. and take, take. The other thing I must tell you, um, and this is really goes to my particular mode of operation, the way I work, the way I try and continually create content that's fresh and, and mm. new and exciting. Yeah. A lot of photographers will go into a situation and say, right, I need to control the situation to deliver the result that I want. Hmm. Model A, sit here. Model B, sit there. Do that. Do that, wear that, et cetera. I tend to approach it very differently because um, if I'm continually guiding other people to my flavor, standard, taste, uh, visions, then all I'm going to be doing is creating more and more of the same stuff. Hmm. Um, so I try and create a space where people are comfortable, happy. Um, and relaxed Mm. Mm. and say be yourself and I'll capture the moment Mm. Um, and by doing that everybody that comes into my space into my studio into um, everybody brings their own unique flavor of energy their own unique flavor Mm. of eroticism their own unique flavor of of morality Um, and by standing back and just letting them be capturing the moment uh, to to me I get much better results in trying to Mm. direct uh, the moment to that point um, and it, it does, in a way, it's been a differentiator for me all along. I've done many, many model portfolios, for instance, um, and that's one of those things where model portfolio photographers specifically will come along, they'll bring people through like a, like a cattle factory, yeah. stand here, do that, do that, turn here, up, chin, up, chin, down, left, right, next, please. Mm-hmm. I've specifically been very pedantic about avoiding that method of doing things. Mm-hmm. And there are occasions where you sucked into that corporate portraiture is one of those, yeah. but... You know, certainly in my in, in in the space where I'm allowed to be creative, I, I would rather encourage people to be themselves and capture the moment. And you get some incredibly intense moments that you're then able to like get to. You create a nice space, you create a nice yeah. nice lighting, a nice warm atmosphere, nice music, depending on who it is, um, and and then capture the moment. It's like it's, it's so easy. It's almost like uh, taking candy from babies.
2: But that becomes a true expression of sensuality and eroticism because it's about flow. Exactly. You you can't contrive that. Exactly. And you can't create that. You can create the atmosphere and the Mm. context.
1: And it also creates a very true reflection of the morality of the people that Mm. you're shooting. Mm. Um, It it creates, it allows them to create the flavor. Mm. And you just do the tech, you just Take the pictures. And then so that's and
2: interesting. What do you, you get mean your understanding of the use of that word in that space, morality?
1: Morality is whatever, it, whatever it is to, to individuals. I think, um.
2: Are you using that in terms of boundary?
1: Morality is, it could be boundary. It could be a, a it could be a physical thing. It could be how open you prepare to be in mm. front of a camera, what you prepare to expose for other people to see, whether it be just your partner or, or a more open environment. Mm. Uh, morality is really how we see, uh, how we behave in uh, in communities. I would imagine mm. how we, re- you know, what our expectations are of other people in a community environment. Mm. Now, I think that uh, as a as a species, we've probably got this really wrong. Uh, as a species, we've tended governments have found it easier to outsource morality to religion over time, mm. um, and have taken away the responsibility of guiding people mm. themselves. And uh, because of the vast majority, the vast kind of uh, uh, disquiet is between the various yeah. religions, there's so many different like flavors of morality and there's so many flavors. As uh, many people as there are, there are flavors of morality. Yeah. You can't dictate to somebody else what they are going to be comfortable doing or what they're going to be comfortable showing or what they're going to Yeah, be.
2: and context often creates that. Because exactly. we've seen that so many times in various situations where people come into, let's say, a workshop situation and say, oh, I could never do that. And in a certain context, all of a sudden, that seems really natural.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So instead of me forcing an act or a process mm. or a creative space, let people in, in, you know, um, interact with the space mm. and capture the moment. Yeah,
2: yeah, and that really frees people to explore and express themselves. So, a beautiful part of this again it comes back to this idea of using an experience like this as a tool for inquiry. Absolutely. That, um, how do you feel while it's happening? How do you feel afterwards when you see the pictures? What impact does it have on your relationship? On I think your sexuality? A, absolutely.
1: I think a really, really important thing to kind of realize as well is that most of us at some at some level have. Yeah issues and hang-ups about our bodies um i I know certainly there are very few women that i know that think that they're perfect actually they might flutter around and say oh look i'm perfect but the reality is you know when the when when the curtains come down when the rubber hits the road and you're standing in front of the mirror what are the bits that you love about yourself and what are the bits that you don't Mm. now in an erotic situation okay you can actually accentuate the beauty of somebody's form and actually isolate elements of their form and present that as a particularly – a, a, a very engaging thing. So I mm-hmm. could take a picture of, 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 of a woman, for instance, that doesn't necessarily think that she has great legs or great bum or whatever and take a picture yeah. of her in good light, in light that is used in such a way that you hide the blemishes and you enhance the, the shape and the, the form, etc. And I'll show her that picture and she'll go, oh my God, is that really me? That can't be me. I can't believe that that mm-hmm. is me. And I, I is continue. it
0: really her? you know sometimes I look at photos it these is days absolutely, yeah.
1: it is totally completely her because yeah. it, it 's a matter of of, of the perception that, of the pep- perception that you have of that person in that time, mm. and that perception is jaded by the kind of light that you 're using, okay. obviously, yeah. and in that moment of sexuality in that moment of sensuality when she 's presenting herself at her absolute best to be taken and deflowered said. okay. Um, that is, it's like photographing a woman on her wedding day, a bride on her wedding day. Mm. Okay. And that's as good as she's going to get, but that is her and that is the person and that, that's maybe the slimmest she'll ever be, maybe the least wrinkled she'll ever be, the happiest she'll ever be, the best dressed she'll ever be and with more of her family around than she'll ever have. <laughs> okay. But that is still her in the middle.
2: So you know what comes to me as you say that? And again, it's a beautiful parallel of things is that when you look at somebody like that, you're looking at them through the eyes of a lover. Exactly. And I look at, if I look at my partner through the eyes of a lover at age 20 and at age 50 and at age 80, the love is what comes through more than looking at the judgment mm. of a visual of The way that her body is going to change.
1: exactly, And if you can use that tool to actually elevate Mm. somebody's um, perception of themselves, Mm. their their self-image, why not?
2: Because it's just a different aspect of themselves. That's that's a big thing. Mm. Why not?
1: Mm. You know, why not? If I appreciate your legs in that particular shape, in that light, why can't I capture that moment Mm. and share it with you and show you what it is that I'm appreciating, what it is that I'm enjoying. And True.
2: In, in in the space of an erotic shoot For a partner to be present or not What do you think about that Does it add to it Does it take it away Is it a personal thing Is everybody different
1: Yes, everybody's different. There are times where I've actually, where people have turned up for a shoot with a partner and I've asked the partner to leave. Really? Um, partners are, relationships are relationships. There are uh-huh. no two that are the same. Some relationships are con- more controlling than others. Some relationships have high expectations of others. But I find that when people come for that, they want to explore their own space and often their partner will, will taint that space in some way. Now, uh-huh. it's not always necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes you'll have someone that's quite shy, and their partner will be more open and more and, and, and and be happy to drag them out of uh, the shyness. Mm. But more often than not, the partner's morality, the partner's idea of what should happen, gets gets basically painted on the scene, mm. Shades, and, and, yeah. and, and 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 it taints, it taints that. It's almost like um, um, tamed.
0: It's like it's also I'm not going to be myself if I have my partner they'll sh- there.
1: They'll show what they
2: think their partner will accept.
1: Yes, uh, they, uh, exactly they'll, they they'll, act with, they'll act within the boundaries of their relationship yes. Rather mm. than acting within the boundaries of their own sensuality okay. and sexuality yeah. Their yeah. relationships yeah. are defined yeah. by different things yeah, When
2: couples contact me for a uh, a tantric massage experience for her It becomes a very similar conversation That mm. the partner says he wants to be there And in that space often she will not allow herself to let go fully Because she wouldn't do that with him
1: Sure Having said that, though, I mean I've done many, many sessions mm. with couples, mm. and with in some cases in some cases threesomes, mm. you know, gay couples or both 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 genders. Um, I've done many situations with with all of these varieties mm. of things, and each case is a, is a unique case. That you look at it as, as a unique example. You try not to sort of create a blanket rule that applies to everybody. Mm. Be very open minded. Be very kind of gentle about. Uh, about the process of Of removing a partner If they are affecting the process There are times when It hasn't been able, I haven't been able to do that And I've just said to both of them Look Go away rather mm. And <laughs> come back another day One at a time Or
0: mm. Wow Like that
1: Like that Okay mm. It's not working for me I'm not getting what I want I'm, mm. It's a forced situation It's like it, It's like Forcing a, a round peg yeah. into a square hole. Were you approached? If you have enough lube and time and patience, I have a saying,
2: if you have enough lube, Enough time, enough patience and enough technique, you'll get anything almost yeah. in anywhere. Anything, yeah, <laughs> Were you approached
0: by people from the lifestyle, from let's say Kingsters Absolutely. that like a sub and a master?
1: Absolutely. So
0: that, that's fine. Then you can do the photo shoot because they both share the same perception. Well,
1: well in some cases, in some cases, a sub will, will approach you and say, I'd like to have, I'd like to give my, my, master. My, my master, or my dominant a, a present, uh, for a birthday or for yeah. a special event or whatever. I'd like to do this shoot and then if you'll, you know, so every case is different. Everyone mm. has a different motivation for doing it. Uh, everyone, you know, the thing you were talking about earlier about th- that, that, well, I think I was talking about the line between um, being engaged in the process. Yeah. And being, mm. It's almost like there's a certain element of excitement to voyeurism mm. alone, just to being in the room. And same to be a room.
2: photographer, you have to be a voyeur. You
1: have to be a voyeur. Exactly. But to be a voyeur, you can't, often you can't be a participant. In yeah, fact, you're you can't not, by definition. You're not you're a either.
0: perv coming to peep. You're a voyeur.
1: You're a voyeur. Mm. You're, in, in, you're engaged in that process, but not physically. You're from,
0: not en- yeah. You're yeah. En- you're, yeah. You're involved, but not engaging. Right, you're, yeah. You have to see the whole picture.
2: So, so you know, it becomes just kind of a fascinating sort of, in a way, it's almost like a mental masturbation exploration in a way. So, quantum physics shows us that simply by the act of observing anything – we tend to impact on it. Of course. Simply by the act of observation and our presence in it.
1: We are we are just energy fields. That's it. And as energy fields interact, either on a very hardcore direct level or mm. even very, you know, magnets in- interface mm. with each other even when they're not like clunk together. Mm. They, they have this, yes.
2: So it's kind of… <laughs> It's this beautiful understanding that I'm getting of more and more of life that every moment in life is this paradoxical space where you're engaged and you're separate. Right. And that's the space that you're in.
1: Right. In that. Let me give you a a fairly odd analogy. But if you come across, let's say, a crime being committed Mm -hmm. and you happen to have a camera in your your hand, do you stop the crime from being committed or do you stop yourself and take pictures of the crime being Mm -hmm. committed so that it can be... It's a, it's one of those weird things. It's a philosophical yeah. question. Well, yes. Yeah. But it's a philosophical but, question that every single photographer faces every time they pick up a camera. Wow. Yeah.
0: So you, I, well, that's, I want to, yeah, unwrap I it. I had a
2: moment, yeah, we can go back yeah. to that on, on Facebook this week that horrified me simply because being in the realm of sexuality, I'm incredibly careful of what I post on Facebook. Sure. Mm. Um, and over the years, you know, so many of my colleagues have been banned for various times because of the things that they post. And I actually saw this week a murder
1: on Facebook. I saw two, a young kid that got beaten up. No, not that one.
2: Yes, I think so. It was, it was in Pakistan. Okay. Anyway, and so it, it was actually. It was documented. Yes. And all of the people around, so there's all these men around and they are actually showing you this man being beaten to death. And I look at this and I look at, The fact that somebody might post a picture of a bare breast and they're banned from Facebook for a month. (laughs) And I look at this incredibly fucked up space that we have created and what we are showing our children. I saw one this morning of of a young kid
1: that got beaten up by two Mm. other kids with sticks and stuff and eventually the kid eventually died from his injuries. Mm. But Mm. it's just, it's horrific that we have to actually see that stuff on social media. I think Mm. it's horrific that it happens. You know what we as humans do to each other is just completely how, unacceptable. How a child
0: that is exposed to this supposed to be in touch with his emotions and get to his sensuality? Yeah, and, and it's and almost a paradox. What are men and
2: women, and this whole thing of of the model of masculinity
1: that we are creating? It's horrific. Well, it's, totally it's, not, horrific.
0: New. No, it's, it's not, not
1: new. It's not new. It's been no, around.
2: It has been. Mm. And.
1: I think what is new, though, is the awareness. Yeah, mm. I think there's a, a – you know, social media, the internet has, has created, has flattened global geography to the mm. point that everybody has the same set of fundamental knowledge in their pocket at any given time. Mm. Uh,
0: generally speaking, yes. And yeah. so
1: what's happened is that we've all become uh, – in the old days, we used to grow, grow up under our parents' umbrella and we knew no better. And our parents would usually choose the school that we went to based mm-hmm. on their morality and their mm-hmm. idea of what should happen. Mm-hmm. So the teachers that you support the exact same things that your parents support. So that's, yeah. that's what you knew. That's what you did. Mm. Um, and there were very few avenues to actually explore beyond that. But these days, it's not like that. You know, people make up their own minds based on the knowledge that they have and the access of the, of, to knowledge to other people of similar thinking, et cetera. Uh, so Charlie Cindy, Cindy
2: wants to take you to do, to Dublin to do a photo shoot for her. Cindy, Cindy. Yeah, she's I'd a wonderful to. woman. She's one of our wonderful listeners. She lives in Dublin. She's a South African. Hey Cindy, and how you doing? And, and she'd love to to take you. Well, she's you coming
0: to, <laughs> to visit from time to time, so maybe she doesn't even need to fly you there. Yeah. Even though it will be more exciting. I'd love to
1: go to Ireland to do it, but I'd be <laughs> equally happy to do it here. Um, just let me know. When you travel anyway. light. <laughs> yeah. Only
0: a camera, a few lenses. Yeah. Do you do? How, do you still like? Do you go digital? You obviously, uh, yeah, very very much digital these days. these days are crazy. It's like changed, but still, all those. What do Mm. you take a Canon? What is your? Who are you? Do you support?
1: Don't swear at me. Don't swear (laughs) at me. Okay. So firstly, let's just get this brand orientation thing. It's not something (laughs) that I, that I engage in because to me, a camera is a camera. Okay. And whether you spend, uh, you know, 20,000 Rand on your Nikon or 15,000 Rand on your Canon or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, it's not about the technology. It's about what you do with the technology. Uh, Sure. That's the first thing. I happen to use Nikon, but I've been in the Nikon house for a long time, but it's not, it's really, I, you know, I've shot events and someone will give me a Canon and I'll shoot it on a Canon. Or a Hasselblad. If I could afford a Hasselblad, so I'd probably use it. But it doesn't really matter. Okay. okay. What really matters, the best camera that you can possibly use for erotic photography or any other photography for that matter <gasps> is the one that's in your hand right now. Yeah. Whatever's in your hand, take the picture. Okay, <laughs> Just capture Just the take moment. take the picture. Yeah. <laughs> Stop worrying about it. Just take yeah. the picture. Okay, One thing I will tell you, though, the, the, the thing that really matters to me a lot… Um, Photography, the word photography is a a, a Greek word made up of two subwords, photo and graphy. Graphy means to write, but photo means light, okay? And photography is about writing with light, okay? Now, that by definition means it's not so much about the camera, but about the lighting situation that you have to capture, and that's what I try and do. I'm very pedantic about the light that I use, specifically in erotic photography. You don't need expensive lighting. Single source lighting's often, I've taken some of my best pictures ever, I've taken with a single candle as the only light source in the entire room, okay? Wow. Um, and I can show them to you, they're brilliant, they're the ones that I love the most.
2: Let's, uh, yeah, let's, so let's tweet a few. W- one advice, one piece of advice that you would give to somebody taking pictures with a cell phone? Turn off the flash.
1: <laughs>
0: Okay, put your privacy settings first and then turn off
1: your flash. Yeah, make sure that the flash is, look, flash is designed to illuminate a scene. Okay. Mm. The problem is that three dimensionality is caused by shadow on a light surface. Mm. So on a, on a, on a, a light skinned person, the, the, the three dimensionality of the form is defined by not where the light falls, but where the light doesn't fall. Okay. Okay. On a dark skinned person, however, that reverses. So their three dimensionally, three dimensionality is caused by what we call spectral flare. So there you create a spectral flare, you create a a reflection of your light source on the person's skin and capture the reflection. It's a fairly technical thing. But fundamentally, um, three-dimensionality, three-dimensional form is created by shadow. Shadow is created by the diversity or the, the, the difference in position between the source of the light and the camera. Okay. Um, so, by keeping your source of the light on the camera, you're flattening your three-dimensionality, which is great for taking party shots because mm. you want to get everyone's face illuminated but the background not. So, mm. you know, that kind of thing. But when it comes to erotic photography, what you're doing is you're flattening your subject. So, you're taking a three-dimensional form, which is beautiful and, and voluptuous and wholesome in its in its natural state. And you're throwing light on it that flattens it completely and you're taking away the three-dimensionality and creating a, a, a flat surface, a flat plane of light so the first thing you want to do is really separate your light source from your camera the easiest way to do that on a cell phone is to turn off the flash and then whatever light source you have your camera will work quite well to actually ad- adopt and absorb the light sources that you have okay
2: that is that's really interesting because you've actually put something in a beautiful space for me Because this week I've been looking at the light falling on trees, especially is it phenomenal, especially um, as dusk is approaching and the sun is setting.
1: And this autumn time when the leaves are starting to change colour, you get the yellows and the reds and And the and this golden light that's behind it. The light is incredible on it, absolutely. And I
2: realized there's no way I could ever kind of capture that because I have no idea of the skill of what you need to do that. Right. But it's been the most beautiful moments, and when you've said that photography is the capture of light. It's what never, it is. I've never looked at it like that it's, before. It's lights, light, light, the really moment. So.
1: You know, um, the number one habit of highly effective people, according mm. to Stephen R. Hawkins, who wrote mm. that book about seven habits mm. of highly effective people, the number one habit is that they all start with the end in mind. And if we go back to what we were talking about driving a car earlier, you get into your car and you say, I want to go there. Mm. Not… I want to be in first gear and then in second gear and then third gear. You start with the end in mind. And so it is with photography as well. When you come into um, the, the place where you're about to take a picture, you should be thinking to yourself, what is it that I want to capture? Mm. What is it that I want to show on this picture? Um, and then all the technology kind of falls in behind mm. that. So if you want a low light picture that has, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of mood to it and a lot of, that's one thing, then use single source lighting. Yeah. If you want a very, you know, a high key photo with lots of light, that's, that's cool. But look at what it is that you want to achieve when you set out on that, on that path. Because if you just set out on a path without an idea of what that destination is, wherever you arrive at will not be your destination. Okay. <laughs> you can't get to a destination if there isn't a known destination. So if you have an idea of where you want to go to, it's much easier to actually get there, yeah. whether it's by the technology, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at your photos. Amazing. So I'm sure some of them you took. But do you have also a website uh, only for the erotic photography?
1: I have a a couple of portfolios. My Flickr portfolio is massive and there's a specific section on that which is restricted. uh, And that has uh, a lot of the nude erotics. So your name on Flickr is? It's um, uh, Charles Heyman, I think.
0: Yeah, Flickr, yeah.
1: Just yeah, we'll Look find us. Photos Charles H.
0: We're going to just tweet it now. Yeah. <laughs> and if people Charles want Amen. to
2: contact you to find out more and to have the experience of a shoot,
1: uh, you can. Uh, you want email? What sort of contact details? You yeah, email's great. Uh, my email is Charles at Immediate. That's uh, spelled I M E D I and the number eight. That's India Mark Echo Delta India and the number eight dot zero dot za. And they can always um, phone me on oh eight two. WhatsApp me, phone me on 082-558-7077. Cool.
2: We'll put it up there. No, Let's up go back to a peenicorn. A peenicorn. Before you get onto oh. a peenicorn, yes. what,
1: what is the collective noun for a group of photographers? What? Do you know? <laughs> no, right? I have no
2: idea. I have no idea. I, I but think, I like collective nouns. I so think it's a click. A click. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. A click with a C K <laughs> or a Q U E. Yes. How?
1: Huh.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> both. Both okay. Depends what kind of photographers yeah, they we are. often play with that. Like
1: <laughs> we but look at photo clubs would be a clique. We we look at sexual terms
2: and we think what would the collective noun of this be? Mm. So a peenicorn is a mythical penis who according to its owner is so big that it's a myth.
0: That is ridiculous. It's like, okay, it's like a unicorn yeah. penis.
2: That's what a peony corn
0: is. I don't is. know if women really think it's a myth. Yeah, because it's like, nah, let, keep it yeah. in the world of unicorns. Yeah. I need something that goes in, not so guys, like 10 ha- tons of lube, you know. I yeah. like
2: and I have to tell you, this is a really interesting thing, and we're actually going to add it to this workshop, to the art of fucking. Because a lot of guys think that the only thing that's of value is a really hard erection. And the simple truth is, in pleasure, there are so many awesome possibilities with half-erect and soft cocks that are mind-blowing. So get out of the idea of performance and get into the idea of possibility. Very interesting thing I am doing on Tuesday night. Tell us. Tuesday night, we are doing a workshop on communication. Hmm. Relationship communication, which becomes life communication, and sexual communication. So I've actually created this really beautiful evening. So you want to learn to communicate in your relationship and what stops clear communication. So if you've ever felt that you are talking about totally different things with your partner, come find out why and how you can change it. And if you'd like to communicate more clearly and if you'd like to communicate with greater intimacy and depth, come join us on Tuesday night. Mm. So go to my Facebook page and the information is on there as an event that's in Johannesburg on Tuesday night.
0: I found, John T., the reason I think it's so important, this workshop, is because sometimes we find the courage to talk, but then we want to know how to say things that are really We are not fulfilled, we're not satisfied, we are irritated, and then also how to respond when you just Mm. heard something that your partner told you that you're not doing great or not doing well.
2: So one of the things of this is the purpose of communication, and that becomes really important as to why. No, not
0: blaming, yeah. And
2: what is the purpose of going into a communication, and how do we create clarity on that so we find fulfillment Hmm. and then we're actually going to look at some sexual communication techniques of how you can have a whole lot more pleasure just simply through communicating better and that's not about changing anything that you do it's changing the way that you communicate about it which I've actually never said before which is really really interesting
0: and that amplifies for me the reality of sometimes when you want to communicate, you have to stop sex. You know, like you're in the moment mm. and then and you don't know how to say things mm. like, oh, yeah, continue. Or I wanted more. Or you actually need to yeah. learn how to keep the flow. Sure.
1: I think so. one of the things that you do a lot is you bring uh, you allow humor to come into it mm. as well. So don't take yourself too seriously. Absolutely. And, and my one point that I want to leave everybody with from a from a photographic point of view is. Allow yourself to have those jokes To be humorous To to not take it too seriously And just to play and experiment and have fun Very cool
2: I have really enjoyed chatting with you I always enjoy our time together And this has been really cool It's like a whole other dimension of stuff That we haven't spoken about before Hmm. It's
1: awesome, I've loved my time Thank you for having me Thank you
2: so much Baby, if you're listening And if you're not This is for you I wish you all so much pleasure.
0: Cliffcentral.com.